All right, guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the major sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the highest quality ingredients on the market along with the best tasting products. You guys can head to unifyactive.com and use the code DJK10 to get 10% off all products on the website. So that's DJK10 at unifyactive.com to save 10% on all products with Unify Health Supplements. Let's get stuck into the show. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be chatting with you legends today. I'm going to be recording a short episode on the 20 fat loss truths that I have I guess, accumulated through experience and knowledge over my 10 plus years in the health and fitness industry. Um, I'm actually recording this episode on my road mics that I use for um, creating content or shooting content at the moment. So I'll be interested to see what the sound quality is like. And if it's great, then it'll allow me to record a few more of these solo episodes kind of on the go and not in the, in the studio all the time. And that's going to be a good thing because it means that I can create even more content for you guys. But when it comes to fat loss, I mean, I've spoken about this topic so many times on the show before, but what I tend to see is just people overcomplicating the process. Now, don't get me wrong, whenever you try and make any form of change, which I've spoken about so many times, it does require a level of discomfort. It requires a level of, a level of discipline. So I'm not here to tell you guys that losing fat and the whole journey of losing fat is going to be the easiest thing you've ever done. There's obviously going to be periods where you you can't be fuck sticking to your calorie deficit. There's going to be periods where it is difficult. As you reduce your body fat, you're putting your body in a position that it doesn't want to be in. But in saying that, the process gets made out to be a lot harder than what it needs to be. And, and what I hope for you to take away from this episode today is just an understanding that it doesn't have to be the shittest experience from day one. And that's what I see so often. It's just such a poor mental relationship with losing body fat. And that comes from people's approaches to nutrition and just, again, making things harder than they need to be and and feeling like you need to be exceptionally disciplined or you need to do the craziest type of shit where it requires you know all of your willpower and all the rest of it. And that's just not the case. I think realistically, for the most part, when you're in a deficit, it really shouldn't feel like you're quote-unquote dieting at all. You know, your training should always be a priority as well. And I hope that at the end of this episode today, you have a much better understanding of the things you do need to focus on in a a fat loss phase when you're in a calorie deficit. And just to make the process more enjoyable, as I said, there, there will definitely be periods where it is difficult, but for the most part, it should be quite enjoyable. Um, and it should be a process you understand. There's absolutely no guesswork involved whatsoever, but through so much conflicting information in the industry and and all the rest of it there's just been i think a misunderstanding of of what's required for you to lose body fat and the focus points as well there's just so much bullshit out there around certain myths to do with nutrition and training and all the rest of it and um hopefully i can clear some of those up for you today so if i do if you enjoy this episode i would absolutely love for you to be able to share this 
with someone that you think would benefit from hearing it. Um, if you're not subscribed to the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast already, I would love for you to subscribe. And I would also love feedback on the sound quality of this episode to let me know whether or not you feel like it is up to scratch and whether the, the quality is good enough for me to do more of these solo episodes when I'm not in the studio. But let's dive into this list of 20 fat loss truths. Now, there's also quite clearly plenty more things that I could put in here, um, but I don't want to make the episode too long for you guys and I want to keep it short and sweet. So if there's things that really stand out to you, obviously, you know, take some notes or come back and listen to this again and really try and implement these truths uh, that I share with you today to make sure that your fat loss journey is enjoyable, it's effective and it's sustainable. So number one is that we need to eat in a calorie deficit typically of two to 500 calories below maintenance intake. And so we need to be in a negative energy balance and the easiest way to create that is putting ourselves in a calorie deficit, okay? And so it doesn't need to be a thousand calorie deficit to the point where we're fucking starving and, and dropping weight really quickly. Remember, the goal is to lose body fat, not necessarily weight. And so when we go in a, a slight deficit, keeping in mind that across a span of seven days that 500 cal uh, calorie deficit turns into 3,500 calories, then we are putting ourselves in the perfect position to drop body fat, to not be starving, to maintain training quality, which is important as you'll hear in some of these other steps. Number two, lift weights at least two to three times per week. We should be aiming to target each muscle group twice per week, in my opinion. And so if you think about it, trying to you know improve your squat or build your chest or increase or grow your glutes, whatever it is, think of the difference between training uh, let's say training your glutes 52 times per year, so once a week, or 104 times twice a week. Which one do you think would yield better results? And I think it's a quite obvious answer, in my opinion, not to mention we're just increasing the overall energy output as well, I think. And for the most part, most people aren't training hard enough to need seven days to recover between targeting muscle groups. Fat loss truth, num truth number three is start with little to no cardio if you don't enjoy cardio, okay? We can add it in when you no longer want to reduce your food intake to increase your calorie. So fat loss doesn't equal, uh, sorry, cardio does not equal fat loss and negative energy balance does. And so if you fucking hate cardio, don't do cardio or at least add it in later on when you get to the point where you, you're not looking to do any more work in the gym, your calories are already at the point where you don't want to go any lower. That's when we can increase cardio or add cardio in at a small amount to bump our energy expenditure up, which creates more of a deficit. Number four is you can still eat the food you love most and see fat loss as long as you ca your calorie targets are met. So this is pretty self-explanatory and you know, obviously don't be an absolute nutcase or an absolute moron thinking that if you just eat whatever the fuck you want all the time that you're going to you know, you can still see body composition results, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to look as doesn't necessarily mean you're going to look your best, feel your best, and it's obviously not great for your health. So, we want to be you know consuming majority of our calorie intake from nutrient dense whole foods, things that are going to nourish our body. And again, I always like I always think of this like our body's like a sports car, right? And so, if you provide the the sports car with shit quality fuel, we can't possibly expect it to run efficiently or to not break down or to be at its best. So Majority of the cows should come from nutrient-dense whole foods, whereas we can allow that 10 to 20% for things we enjoy most because nothing needs to be cut out. You do not need to cut out certain foods 
in order to lose body fat. There's no such thing as good or bad food or fat loss foods or muscle gaining or fat building foods. That's all bullshit. Okay, so stop looking so much at the exact specifics of what you're eating. Look more at how much you're eating. Obviously, using common sense to try and provide your body with the right qualities, uh, the right quality calories as often as possible. Number five, when you drink more water than you currently are, I think most people um, you know, don't give hydration um, enough focus. It's very underrated for fat loss, muscle growth, just feeling good, quality of your skin, sleep, energy, all the rest of it. So drink more water than you are currently. Number six, do not start lifting lightweight and doing high reps. Instead, we want to maintain our strength using heavy compounds and lower rep ranges to retain muscle mass and strength throughout the deficit. And so in time, it, it's inevitable that you're most likely going to lose a little bit of body fat if you've been in a deficit for an extended period of time and you're going to probably lose a little bit of strength. But by swapping over to lightweight high reps right from the very start, like from day one, you will lose muscle mass, which will then you know have a negative effect on your metabolism, a negative effect on how you look once you've lost the fat. Um, so just think, use it or lose it. Like... We don't need to drastically change our training. My training doesn't really change at all when I'm in a gaining phase or a deficit. Like there's still obviously room for heaps of volume and, and variety with your training and you know intensity techniques and all the rest of it. But your goal should be to maintain strength on your compound lifts in particular, which will allow you to retain muscle mass. Number seven is allow more time than you think you need for your deficit, for your fat loss phase, okay? You know, take into account things like niggles, maybe getting sick, social events, all the rest of it. Things will always pop up and we don't want to be rushing the process. Number eight, prioritize sleep. Absolute no-brainer. Um, sleep plays a massive role, not only on things like cortisol and stress levels and stuff like that, but just our ability to recover, um, our ability to maintain a healthy metabolism and, and, of course, to be able to perform at our best the following day. Number nine, cardio does not burn fat. Being in a calorie deficit does. So again, this can be created in many ways, but cardio is not a magic pill and I need you guys to understand that. I'm not saying don't do cardio at all. It's obviously great for your cardiovascular health, for your heart health, all the rest of it. But it will not automatically equal fat loss. And if you're not doing enough strength work, if you are expending energy from cardio and you are in a deficit and that's all you're doing, then by the time you lose the fat, you're not going to be that stoked with what you see underneath because realistically when we drop fat it's kind of just revealing the shape underneath and that's created by building muscle mass and, and maintaining muscle mass number 10 is you can spot you cannot spot reduce fat sorry you cannot spot reduce fat so crunches will not make your abs look great okay crunches over time can build the muscle mass to make your abs develop so that when you lose the fat they look great but everyone does have body stubborn body fat areas um, and I, I think the key is to remain consistent and, um, you know, continue to just be patient with your calorie deficit so that in time you can reveal the shape underneath and it will happen. You know, as I said, you, you, can't, you can't spot reduce body fat, but what you can do is stay in a deficit long enough to lose that body fat in the areas that may take a little longer than others. Like my abs don't fucking come out until I'm like lean as shit. So you just have to be patient with it. Um, and again, you can develop the muscles in the areas that you're unhappy with, but in time, it's inevitable that you just have to wait until you've lost the body fat to be able to reveal the shape. Number 11 here is, what have we got? 
Number 11, so I've been, I shared this list with my email list the other day and got a really good response. So I wanted to share this with you guys. So number 11, supplements will only work if your nutrition and your training is on point. So they supplements are there, as the name would suggest, to supplement your training and nutrition. And that's really important to understand that you shouldn't be relying on supplements to see the results. It's just adding the final touches. It's fine-tuning. It's increasing that, that 1% or 2%. And it's for convenience, but it's not doing all the work for you. Number 12 is that mobility is extremely important. So if your body can't get in a position it needs to be in to perform an exercise properly, you'll, you will not have the same energy output. You'll not have the same um, muscle fiber recruitment as what you should be when you're in the ideal positions, but you're also putting yourself in a, a higher risk position of, in, of injury or niggles, okay? And so mobility, again, underrated, something that should be prioritized whether you're in a deficit or not in a deficit. Number 13, neither hit or steady state cardio are better than the other. And I've done a full episode on this, but it depends on what you prefer and how well you can recover, what your time permits and what you enjoy. And I think enjoyment's obviously a big one, but with cardio, it's completely up to you whether you do long, slow, steady state cardio or HIT. There's pros and cons to both. Um, you know, go and have a listen to the episode I did on that if you want to understand the ins and outs of of what I mean when I say there's pros and cons of both. But again, neither one of these, I guess you could say, is better than the other. It just depends on what you need and what you enjoy and what you're going to recover best from. Because if your cardio is affecting your ability to train in the gym and lift weights and maintain strength and muscle mass and everything, then you need to probably look at restructuring it because in the end of the day, most people are in the gym trying to lose fat to, to have a lean muscular physique regardless of how much muscle you have. Everyone should be re- be aiming to have lean muscle mass, obviously, but we don't. most people aren't trying to look, and there's nothing wrong with this, but, but most people aren't trying to lose body fat to look like a um, someone with absolutely no muscle mass, right? Basically, it's like a fucking beanstalk. And so we need to prioritize the way that we want to look. And, and for most people, that's lifting the weights, retaining the muscle mass. So you've got that shape. That's what creates the definition or the tone or whatever you want to refer to it as. It's having muscle shape, reducing body fat to reveal that shape. Number 14, there are no exercises or workouts that burn fat. You must be in a negative energy balance, otherwise it doesn't matter what you do. And so when you're looking at you know things online or in magazines, fat loss workout here, um, this is this hit workout is going to burn fat, all the rest of it. It's just not the case. You can do a fuckload of cardio or a fuckload of high intensity, quote unquote, fat burning workouts, and still not lose fat if you're not in a calorie deficit, if you're not in a negative energy balance. And so don't choose your workouts or choose your exercises or you know choose what you're doing to expend the energy based off whether or not you think it's going to burn fat because it won't. I can drop body fat by literally going for a walk every day if I'm in a calorie deficit. Okay, so it doesn't matter what you're doing as such. Again, it comes down to the overall, am I in a negative energy balance or not? Number 15, the slower the fat comes off, the better. More likely body fat and not muscle loss okay so again the goal is not to lose weight the goal is to lose body fat now this applies for both dropping body fat and gaining muscle mass the slower the progress the more likely it is the progress that you want so if i'm dropping 
a shit ton of weight in like three or four weeks because I've just fucking dropped all my calories. I'm overtraining all the rest of it. You know, it fucking might sound good, but it's not because in that period of time, you've most likely dropped a bunch of weight and that includes muscle mass and that is not what we want. So although it's not what people want to hear, crash dieting is not the fucking way to go about things and dropping a heap of weight, which is most likely muscle mass in a short period of time is not what you want. Slow and steady, that's why I said before, allow more time than what you think you need. Number 16, you should never do a diet that you have no intention of sticking to for the rest of your life. So all of my clients at the moment are all eating in a way that they could comfortably eat for the rest of their life. Now, the only thing that changes is how much they're eating. So are we in a deficit? Are we at maintenance? Are we in a surplus? However that looks. But to me, there's absolutely no fucking point in cutting something out that you enjoy most or following a quote-unquote diet that absolutely sucks from day one if literally from day one you're thinking about the fucking last day you have to follow it. So let's say you're doing a program for 12 weeks and on week one, day one, you're thinking about, fuck, I cannot wait till week 12 because this diet sucks. What the fuck is the point of following that? There is no point in following something like that. And so eat in a way that you actually enjoy because you'll be surprised at how much easier the whole process is, how much more motivated you are how, how easy it is to adhere to the, the nutritional protocols and the results that you're going to see. And so enjoyment is a big fucking part of this. Number 17, faster cardio or cardio in a fed state, so once you've had something to eat, will yield the same results as long as the calorie energy, the, the calories or the energy output is equal. So if I go and burn 500 calories as soon as I get out of bed and I haven't had anything to eat yet, or I burn 500 calories two hours later after I've had breakfast, I've still burnt 500 calories. I still burnt the same amount. And so I think all those people feel good doing um, fasted cardio or training, and don't get me wrong, I, I tend to do a lot of my training fasted purely because I just don't have a massive meal as soon as I get up out of bed. It's not a necessity to lose body fat, and, and you're not seeing some crazy benefit that you would be if you you know, that you wouldn't be if you'd had something to eat. And so the the takeaway from this is choose a, a way of training and eating that is going to allow you to train at your most optimal state. Okay, and so if I know that I train exceptionally well in the gym after I've had something to eat and I wait an hour or so or two hours, in comparison to the, my performance in the gym, if I train fasted, then obviously I'm going to train more often than not after I've had something to eat. And so you've got to figure out whether it's morning or night, whether it's fasted or not fasted, how am I most effective in the gym? And whatever that answer is, that's what you go with. Number 18, you should be eating at least two grams of protein per kilo of body weight for both fat loss and muscle growth. So the higher the protein, um, sorry, the, when you're in a deficit, it is more important to keep your protein a little higher. So you may even want to go slightly above two grams per kilo in comparison to when you're in a surplus where you obviously have a surplus of calories, so you don't necessarily need to rely as much on that protein intake to retain muscle because obviously you're in a state where your body can recover, it can grow and all the rest of it. Um, and so I still recommend getting two grams per kilo, but in a deficit, you may even want to look to go higher because it'll also leave you fuller for longer. Um, again, it'll allow you to retain muscle mass and strength and um it's obviously going to help in terms of metabolizing fat and being in that deficit when you're not fucking starving all the time. And so increasing your protein is not a bad thing in a deficit.
Number 19, carbs are not the enemy. They don't make you fat. Neither do fats. Eating too many calories over an extended period of time will, regardless of what ratio of carbs and fats you are using at that current time. So carbs don't make you fat. Fats don't make you fat. Too many calories does consistently. And so whatever ratio you want to go with, whatever makes you feel good, whether it's high fat, low carb, uh, high carb, low fat, or a moderate amount of both, it doesn't really matter. I used to obsess over this shit and you just don't need to. And so what suits you best, stick with that, be consistent with that, make sure you're in a deficit more so than anything and make sure you're getting enough protein and you're, you're focusing on the things that actually fucking matter. Then you can start to look at fine tuning the details of like, all right, do I respond better on this ratio of carbs or this ratio of carbs? But do not be afraid of them and when you're eating them. As long as we, we can we consume our total amount by the end of the day and we're consistent with it over a long period of time, we will see results. So don't fucking stress out about all these tiny little details. Now, the last one here is that you don't need to eat small frequent meals and that's what I was just kind of touching on. The small frequent meals will not increase your metabolism. So what you need to focus on instead is how many meals a day do I need or do I want in order to feel satiated in terms of you know for me it's typically not as many calories in the first half of the day i might have a shake in the morning i'll have lunch maybe another shake in the afternoon and then a large amount of my calories at night and so the amount of meals i'm having doesn't matter as such or how much i'm having in each meal what matters is am i getting regular servings of protein and am i consuming the calories i said i was going to consume by the end of the day so the overarching thing for all of these tips here and this whole episode is keep it simple. Stop overcomplicating it. And once you've found something that works, and again, what I've just told you works. So when you know you're on the right track, don't keep coming back to see whether there's anything else you can change or whether you should chop this up or do this different or, or, or stressing out about all these small details. We want to minimize stress in a fat loss phase. We want to stick to the fundamentals and we want to be consistent. And if you can do that, you will see results. And so hopefully you've enjoyed this, this shorter episode. Um, and again, let me know what the, the sound quality has been like. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully you can implement these, these tips or these fat loss truths here and make your journey more enjoyable, more effective and more sustainable. Again, if there's someone you think could benefit from this, please do share this episode with them. There'll be a link in the show notes to my macro calculator for you guys to go and figure out how many calories you need per day um, to make sure you're in a deficit or in a surplus or at maintenance. Um, and if there's anything else that I can help you guys with coming into this new year and moving forward, please do let me know. I want to make sure I'm sharing content that is helping you guys out as much as possible. But I appreciate you tuning in. Um, Hope you're having a fantastic day. Again, hope you can implement some of these, these tips to make your journey even easier and more effective. And of course, the most important thing is more enjoyable. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate you. Looking forward to chatting to you on the next episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast.